0: Welcome back to Bleeding Blue. My name is Justin. With me is one of my best friends, Snacks. This is a podcast called Bleeding Blue. It's about the New York football giants and its great history. Um, Snacks, we're going to have a shorter episode today because what we want to do, we want to reflect and we want to remember. We didn't have an episode last week. That's because you were too upset about the Knicks, even though that's a lie. Um, We didn't have an episode last week, but what we really wanted to do um, is we want to at least take a couple minutes today Remember reflect on Jim fossil. He did pass away last week. It was one week ago, June 7th, 2021 on a Monday. So snacks, you really became a giants fan at the start of the 2007 season. Jim fossil was a coach for the giants for seven years from 1997 to 2003. Uh, But obviously the 2000s, the 2000 season was his most memorable year. Um, So snacks, you feel a very strong attachment to Jim Fossil. He was your first head coach. So give us some thoughts and, you know, let's, let's remember Jim Fossil for, for a couple minutes here.
1: Yeah. So um, like you said, my fandom, I guess really remembrance of where my fandom started and everything. Giants was in 2000, that amazing year. And yes, he was my, he was my first coach and um, I'm glad you know, when we spoke about like what we wanted to do this week, and I, I think it was just a no brainer. We're a Giants history podcast and Jim Fossil was a very big part of Giants history. So I think there's no better place than to kind of remember him here. And um, I, I, I was very shook, <laughs> um, quite frankly. Uh, the tears flew. They were all day. I could barely work. I, I, I don't know why it hit me so hard. Um, you know, we haven't heard much about Jim Fossil. Me and you have mentioned him here. We, hell, we've even made fun of him for the NFC, uh, w- w- the NFC championship party. Yeah, so, they threw. actually,
0: I mean, it's next. Jim Fossil has been a huge part of this podcast so far, yes. in, in terms of after rebranding it into a Giants history podcast. Like, sure, we've poked fun every once in a while of, you know, Jim Fossil, but this is also, I think, who he is as just like a coach and why he's so different when you compare him to the rest of the coaches that kind of came before him and after him, when you compare him to the rest of the coaches in franchise history, he rented out a movie theater after the giants lost the Super Bowl in 2000. And sure, you know, uh, you would have never done that. And, you know, know, a lot of people probably look, look down upon that. Like you can finish in second place then, but that is the type of guy that I think Jim fossil was. And it's reflected in kind of how he's been remembered. I was not really a fan in 2000, but I've really have seen, how he's been remembered, number one, and how he's been talked about, particularly in um, Ernie Paladino's If These Walls Could Talk, which it has been so much about the early two thousand Giants. And I didn't really mm-hmm. predict our show to kind of go towards the early 2000s Giants so much um, as we've kind of been going for over a year now. But the way that he was remembered is just nobody has said a bad thing about him. Nobody. Nobody has said a bad thing about Jim Fossil. Everything has been overly, overly positive. And Snacks, let me even ask you this, and I'll throw it back to you. I have a feeling, especially when you compare Jim Fossil to the rest of the coaches in franchise history, why do I have a feeling that Jim Fossil was the most relatable coach? Like, relatable coach to, like, the fans, a man who's just very welcoming, is that kind of spot on.
1: I feel like that is a hundred percent spot on. So in our lifetime, well, you, you know, you had Coughlin, Shermer, McAdoo, and then I had fossil in there. And between the four of them, I mean, it's not even a, a comparison that fossil is a guy you kind of want to just go hang out with. He seems like a very endearing person, very lovable guy. Um, you know, he had such a nice smile and um, obviously, you, you know, we, we will probably talk about it a little later, but um his press conference tirade talking about going all in um, which clearly sparked that team, but relatable is, is an accurate word. You had Coughlin who was more of like a, more like general Patton and like this strict stern guy and um, Shermer just never, Shermer never came across like likable. Um You know, he didn't really relate to Shermer McAdoo talking about sex craze lions, like Jim Fossil, and then, and then we know Parcells was of the same, you know, Coughlin was of the same cloth as Parcells. So when you say the word relatable, Jim Fossil is t- probably by far the most relatable to us and to Giants fans as any coach that this team has had and um, just a, a beautiful soul. And um, I think that you brought up the question, you would probably agree with that.
0: Yeah, And why I think you you mentioned his... Famous press conference, which everybody replayed the clip this week. You know, you got the crosshairs, you got the, you got the laser. You put it right on my chest. I'll take full responsibility. I'm raising the stakes right now. If this is a poker game. I'm shoving my chips to the middle of the table. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. Okay. This team is going to the playoffs. So everybody's replayed that clip, and that's such a famous clip. We've talked about it before on this show. And I heard Michael Strahan talking about it and why that was so unique for fossil to say is the fact that he says, anybody who wants to get in, get in anybody who wants to get out, get out. I I have a feeling that's kind of, I was kind of different compared to like his regular coaching style where it was kind of in your face. It was in your face. Like you want this, you better get in. If you don't want this, you better get the hell out, which I feel like that's why, why was, it's why it was different for him. But also, that's why Giants players really liked him because he was very different from Dan Reeves, where Dan Reeves was the ultra disciplinarian. Parcells was a guy that was like, you know, probably a disciplinarian too, more than anything, but he was also a guy that under- understood people as well. But that's where the Giants wanted to go to. They wanted to go to kind of a player's coach. You know, Kerry Collins off of football's and life's scrap heap, you know, got this guy and Know, really, bo- both of those guys turned around this franchise uh, for, for for a solid couple of years, and it resulted in two of the greatest wins in franchise history. That is that NFC Divisional game uh, against the Eagles where Jason Seahorn had that tipped interception, and he runs it back, um, and then obviously Snacks, a game that you went to, the 41 to nothing um, NFC Championship game against the Minnesota Vikings, which just being a part of that game plan and reading about that game plan and about... How, you know, we're just going to come out. We're going to throw the ball on offense. And 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 Fossil was an offensive minded guy. He was an yes. offensive minded coach. Yes, so we're going to come out there and we're going to throw the ball and we're going to outduel one of the greatest offenses in of all time. Unbelievable. Unreal. They,
1: they, they outdueled him, that's for sure, uh, by slapping them around 41-0. And um, it's funny, I guess people, maybe people... Uh, forget to realize that from, from 91 to when Fossil got there, that was a, that was a pretty bad stretch of Giants football. Yeah. And the Giants were not projected to do anything in Fossil's first season in 1997. And they went out there, they beat a 13 0 Broncos team. They went 10, five and one, and they won the NFC East in his first year.
0: And he like, won coach of the year as first one coach
1: of the year. Yeah. Like, and you know, hearing, hearing what people, you know, what players and coaches around the league have said about him um, truly is a testament to the man and coach he was. And, you know, I think I tweeted out, it's a little, it's almost kind of bittersweet in a sense that he's getting all these accolades and appreciation now that he has passed. But I do understand that that's what happens. Somebody passes, they aren't in the NFL for a while, or they're not in a respected sport, or you haven't seen him in the national spotlight in a while. That's when people really start to reflect on their opinions and everything of them. But I mean, we have sat here and we have talked about how great we thought Jim fossil was and, um, just everything like that. So the, the fact that while he is, while he did pass and, um, at the very young, I'm sorry, at the very young age of 71, it's 71 may, may sound old, but it's, it's a, it's a young age. Um, and you know, when he did pass and to be able to, to see and hear his former players and, um, you know just coaches around the league that that just had such great words to say about him really really shows the impact that he made on on a lot of people in this in this league and, and a lot of players um, Ernie of course he was on with the michael k show that same day and um, he was just going off on on how nice of a man he was how good of a man he was how much the players loved him and respected him um, and it's it's quite it's quite it's quite telling and it's not just the man. He was a great coach and like things get underlooked too. He, he hired two, he hired John Fox and Sean Payton who went on to be two of the better coaches in the NFL. (laughs) So it's like, you know, the the guy knew what he was doing and you know, unceremoniously, unceremoniously in 2003 when they just had a miserable year, he got fired um, with a few games left. And I think I I don't, I I may be mistaken, but I am pretty sure he finished the year out. Um, which is kind of unorthodox you okay you're fired but you can finish the season um it's it's uh, he meant a lot to me he means a lot to this organization um I, I always think back on like what if on two separate games in the Super Bowl I know we got our asses kicked by the Ravens but that game changed when Jesse Arms or whoever it was returned an interception for a touchdown and it got called back on a defensive holding after yeah. that it was a game over so that's one play i think about a lot and then you go to 2002 when they were beating the niners by a million points in the fourth quarter and trey junk completely botches the snap that team was really good you know they were 10 and 6 they fought their way back from a mid-season collapse and you know they were finally just starting to click on all cylinders so it's um it's definitely th- those two games always just pop up in my head as, as kind of what ifs and um Sorry, I'm rambling, but no. it's it's a uh, it's a very difficult loss, and um, I I was stunned. I woke up and um, I my I had a text from my brother. It was like Jim Fossil died, and I I just couldn't believe it. And I know Danny had texted us in our in our group chat, and I was just like, I I was sh- I don't think I got out of bed. I, I turned my work laptop on. And I just worked from that. I just I was so I was so demoralized, and I I I was stunned how hard it hit me, like you know and then i very disappointing but um i will say to start off my fandom with that 2007 2000 season and then having the 2002 season which was a lot of fun uh thank you thank you very much Jim and um, quick shout out to big blue vcr who absolutely did a phenomenal job of kind of timelining Jim fossil's tenure with the giants and a lot of his great memories. So if you guys want to go back and take a look at his, his tweets from last week, I I suggest you do that. It's very nostalgic. And uh, if you're an emotional bastard, like I am, you'll probably shed a few tears.
0: Yeah. And one other thing I want to bring up before we get on out of here is, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, you know, I was only three years old when it happened, but I went to school at St. Peter's prep. I worked at St. Peter's prep this past year. I feel a very strong attachment to that area, you know, downtown Jersey city. And for whatever reason, just seeing, you know, seeing certain, you know, coverage of nine 11 and also being a football fan. I feel like the NFL Mm -hmm. does a very, it does a pretty good job every year around the time of nine 11 to honor and remember. And I, and I'm, I'm actually very excited for what they're going to do this year. Now that it'll be it'll be 20 years. Um, and, and the Giants are playing the Broncos who they played September 10th, 2001. And Jim you know, Fossil was the head coach. So I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what, how they're going to kind of remember, um, you know, th- those events. And and it's what I'm, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is Jim Fossil was our coach mm-hmm. during, uh, during that time and during the, one of the nation's darkest times and Jim Fossil and the Giants were part of this effort to, trying and bring, bring us back from the darkness and that effort of just providing entertainment, you know? And I think they really, there were some guys even like Greg Camella, who were doubting, like, am I contributing enough to society and like just being a football player, but then they got voicemails from fans. So this one fan who actually worked in the world trade center, he went to the game in Denver and he left Ernie, Corsi a voicemail, on, you know, on, you know, on his uh, on his machine and said, if it wasn't for me being a Giants fan, I don't know if I would be alive today because he would have went to work at the Freedom T- at the right. World Trade Center and possibly would have, you know, unfortunately would
1: not have been in Denver. Yeah,
0: right. Passed away. So that really was a calling for the Giants to, you know, we are here to provide a service for everybody. And that's to kind of forget about the crap um, that that is life sometimes. Um, and then they went into Kansas City the next time that they played a game. Um, they went to Kansas City. They had a great victory. And Jim Fossil recalls that there's a picture that they took in the locker room where everybody's wearing their NYPD FD NY hats mm-hmm. and t- big team picture. everybody's a very smiling. iconic picture, yeah. yeah, very iconic picture. and he said that that is in his trophy case. Um, so Jim Fossil being a part of that recovery post 9/11. Um, it's something that I'm also really going to remember him for as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's, I'm so glad that you brought that up you say he was a part of it. And I think he was more than a part of it. I think he was truly at the the forefront of it all. And, um, I know his, what he did and everything, um, he did for the city, what he did with the team. And, um, I know he's been ra He was always raved about that. And I, I forget who brought it up, um, you know, it might have been, a course, the on the K show last week that was talking about his exact efforts with 9-11 and um, how incredible him and his wife were and, and the healing of New York City. And, I mean, yes, the Giants play in New Jersey, but they're just as much New York as they are in New Jersey. They are, they are the city. And, um, you know, him being the face of trying to heal the tri-state area, doing everything he can, as a football coach of a national football, national football league team, is um, it's pretty special, and it's a, it's a true testament to the man he was, and, um, and just the the legacy he he will live on. And um, yeah, it's uh, I I am I'm struggling to remain um, sane here. It's why I wore my glasses just in case the waterworks started. But uh, I'm I'm really glad that we have this show to come on here and be able to talk about coach fossil and um the way i think he deserves to be talked about uh
0: so it's great stuff rest in peace coach fossil all right so thank you everybody for watching um you know leave a leave a comment let us know some of your favorite memories of of coach fossil you know we'd, be, we'd love to hear it especially you know for those uh for those fans who maybe were around for a little bit before snacks was. And then especially myself, you know, from just the stuff that I read. And I'm very thankful that, you know, people like Ernie Palladino have you know, written such great books and such great memories about such great men and people in this organization. So keep on bleeding blue. Thank you for watching this little bit of a somber episode. Um, we will see you next week and snacks. Say something nice.
1: I love coach fossil.